Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush, and we're determined to get our Old Norwich back. We talk the current games, look back at glory times, and coming up in this episode, a return with a win in Wales. But has anything changed? And as our specials continue, Merry Christmas, everybody. We look at some of our favourite, famous, festive city results. Quite difficult for me to say. Uh, Firstly, Merry Christmas, Dad. Yeah, Merry Christmas, John, and Merry Christmas to listeners as well. I'm looking out on my window at the moment, and there is snow everywhere. <laughs> so it, we've, it, it we've was nice. Frost. <laughs> it was nice they did it for the podcast. You know, we had a big downfall, and, uh, <laughs> just to so we could record our Christmas special. Yes, quite. What gets in the mood? Exactly. <laughs> uh, but don't eat too many mince pies, and uh, and steer clear of the mulled wine, because uh, <laughs> the real opinion on Daniel Farker may come out if you have a few. <laughs> No, I jest, I jest. So, uh, a win in Wales to kick us off. You can't, you can't really knock a, a, an away win in the even in the championship, and uh, and 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 going to Swansea's uh, never easy. So it is, it's good. I suppose it's just a little bit disappointing that after that we after that early goal we're just seem to be hanging on. Um, but defensively we seemed um, reasonably strong, and I think probably um, Hayden coming into that that. Uh, central midfield role defensive midfield role has, has probably helped mm. but we ju- we do seem to just lack creativity because if you look at that team where was the where was the created cre- creativity going to come from so the good news was that Sargent was fit which was all, yeah. a, all a bit of a surprise for, for probably most of us but he didn't then play up top so he played Puk- no quite so he's on the left yeah so Pookie yeah. at the Pookie at the, the pinnacle the Christmas tree he was the star the angel yeah um, and, and scored, obviously, within 60 seconds, as you say. And then he had Sergeant and Sarah off playing off him and then a, right. and then a three across with oh, right. okay. McLean, right. so, on, so, McLean on the left, Sonani on the right and Hayden on the right. in the middle. Okay, yeah, right. Um, yeah. But, so, yes, you're absolutely right. You, you, you can't take away the fact that you get three points, but five shots, two on target, one goal. Yeah, and that was in the first. And I think 
didn't didn't Pukki have another chance before he scored? So that you know, as as far as our attacking, yeah, we'd had we'd had a chance before, and then the next, yeah. the next corner came in, and and, yeah. and we said that Pukki needed to step up. I mean, basically, he just tapped it in. I mean, it was yeah. it was literally on the on on the, on the line, line, wasn't it? it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I think what the question I had is: has, has anything changed? The feeling I get from again looking at social media and and speaking to people is, well, if if you if if you're a fan of Dean Smith, then that's justified it and everything's fine. If you're not a fan of Dean Smith, it's well, nothing's he's still not really entertaining us. And I suppose the big focus now comes to Blackburn at home, doesn't it? Yeah, and and I think I think isn't it right? We've now got four home games out of the next five, and and looking at that performance. Are we going to be good enough to break teams down at home, and and that will be the real test because that that's what's happened over the last few weeks, haven't, haven't we? You know, yeah. Well, we've had well. one one home win in five home games. Absolutely. So if we now have five home games or four home games in five, how yeah. many wins are we going wins. to take out of that? Yeah. And if we only get if we only get one or two. Um, I th- I think there will be you know there will be more unrest. But um, I was going to ask you, John, what do you think of the Campwell situation? Because the game really was ripe for him. I mean, obviously Nunes was out, mm. um, so there was an opportunity for him. There. Oh, Ramsey was out, injured in Tampa. Yes. So that it was it was ripe for him to come in, and yet he wasn't in the right frame of mind or condition to. Um, to play and and that was a real opportunity for him wasn't it I see in the EDP again these are quotes probably taken from the match because obviously we know that the media are not allowed to talk to anyone at Norwich City at the moment but in the last I think it's either in today's EDP or yesterday's EDP where Dean Smith says that Campwell is is key moving forward you know in and and he's an integral part of the squad but you're right that the fact that he wasn't ready for it having had Three four weeks off. Yeah, compare that with Sergeant, who'd just come back from an injury in a World Cup. Tour. Yeah, and and the fact he's in and the ready team to and not play. in the team. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think you're right. I think there's some some really interesting question marks over that. And some of the games coming up, we've got Blackburn, as I say, ahead of the weekend. They're a point ahead of us at the table, but they got absolutely thrashed at the weekend. Yeah, home to Preston. Didn't and they? and really that gap between Blackburn, who are third, we're now fourth, Watford fifth. Um, and that's 36, 35, 34 points. You then look at a huge gap with second and first. Burnley, 44. Sheffield United, 41. And that yeah. gap is beginning to open and look even even wider, I think. Well, actually, you then think, oh, well, them got Luton away, who, who've, who've slipped a bit, obviously, after Nathan Jones has left. But Ren uh, Redding at home, who's still in the top 10. Yeah. Um they were, they, they, these are big games for, for City if we're going to be in the playoffs. And I think that's as far, and we said it a few weeks ago, if if the club don't do anything about it with Dean Smith, and I haven't changed my mind, I still think that they should, should move him on and we should try something different. But if they're not going to do that, a playoff is all we can hope for. Definitely. And in fact, if you if you look at these next you know four, four or five games and we, we, we start only winning one or two of those, even the the playoffs um, yes you know it's, it's going to be a struggle yeah because it's so tight because yeah. you're looking at Middlesbrough who are, and Luton who are on 30 points and they're yeah. 12th and 13th in the table and, and Middlesbrough look like the coming team don't they well, certainly, Michael Carrick has has gone in and, and yeah. changed changed it. Sunderland, I think, with um, our old mate Tony Mowbray in charge and Alex yeah. Pritchard in uh, in the in the centre look 
like they could put something together as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, and and I wouldn't rule out Swansea, QPR, Reading carrying on. Um, that's right. Yeah, quite because QPR have obviously suffered as well with the loss of their manager to Rangers. But, yeah, but four, I mean, um, four straight but, defeats QPR have had, but they will. Yeah, but that will. But stop they might. That's some. That's point. right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think it, I think it's I think it's interesting and. Again, you know, to give us, uh, to look at Blackburn, we have to beat another top 10 team. Swansea are a top 10 team and we say we never beat top 10 teams. Well, we did against Swansea, but yeah. can we now do it against Blackburn? Can we do it against Reading and can we do it That's against right. Luton? That's right. Because Swansea had had quite a rough time, I think, hadn't they? Yeah, he hasn't won in a, in a while, at least five, six matches, uh, Russell Martin. So yeah. they're on, they're on the slide a little bit, and again he'll be he'll be concerned about that as a, as a manager who who wants to 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 move things forward. Um, so it could have been worse, John. They could have been on the slide, and we could have lost to them as well. So yeah, and I, and I think that's the if you if you're looking for the positives out of it, that's what you have to yes. say is that yeah. we we went there, we got the job done, and we've moved away. We look a little bit more solid. I think apparently Gibson had quite a good game on yeah on, on Saturday, so presumably he'll. He'll stay in, but so defensively. But but equally, if we are at home and we're not creating good chances and taking them, as you say, there's always a, we can always let a goal in, and that will be the that will be the danger. And we have to entertain the home fans because they're, of, they're, of course, yes, they're the ones yes. who pay the season tickets. Yeah. You don't, yeah. I mean, you don't want to see a score in the first minute and then just defend all the, for ninety minutes because that's that's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we we will see. So those Christmas matches are coming up. A quick quick word on England. We obviously talked about them in the in the last episode. Um, a, a, a predictable quarter final defeat in the end. I think. I think this was typical for me. I started getting quite positive after those three goals against Senegal. And then we go against France and we didn't actually create a lot this time from from in play, did we? I mean, we scored the two penalties by running across the the penalty box or being yeah. awarded them. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a game. It could have gone either way. Um, and the penalty thing happened. Um I mean, you always wonder about someone taking two penalties, but if he'd have given it to someone else and they'd have missed it, it'd have been the same issue, wouldn't it? So. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think having two penalties in a match where in normal time is a, is a really hard situation yeah. For, yeah. for players. And yeah. I, I think Harry Kane had an, an average tournament. I'm not. He didn't have, obviously, he was the uh, um, golden boot, wasn't he, for Russia four years ago yes. in 2018. Yeah. Certainly wasn't on that level. Um, and I think that is, if if it had been Harry Kane of four years ago, I think it may have been different. I still argue that you can look at it and go, oh, well, Maguire and Stones did okay, but they did okay in games that we were expecting them to do okay. And, yes, then, and then when they came up against Giroud, who is France's record goal scorer. I know, it's incredible, but, isn't it? But he's not, he's not uh, Erling Haaland. He's not um, any of the world class strikers we've really seen. No, he's in had the a good Premier career. He's, he's had a good career actually. Yeah, in the at, end, doesn't he? When at Arsenal and, and Chelsea, and yeah. he had has a good career. But he's yeah. so he's he's one of these Premier League players who we knew would cause them problems, and ultimately, Harry Maguire's jumping with him, and and Giroud boots, beats him to the ball. Now yeah. I, I don't yeah. I don't think whatever you say about it. If you're not playing football regularly, there must be that split second where you're just slightly behind. Where it, it. yeah, where, where, yes, right. And where, that's where, where we got found out, and and we said it would happen, 
And yeah. you can argue and you can talk all day about how brilliant Jude Bellingham is, but it doesn't matter that because the other players around him are not playing week in, week out for their clubs. And until we're doing that, you, you look at Modric. I mean, the man is 35, 36, yeah, 37. Yeah, and he's yeah. he's playing people off the park still. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, we've said he plays all, regularly. We've said this at all levels, haven't we, John? We've mentioned this with... Uh, with Norwich. With Idra, Norwich. If you yeah. don't play games, you're, 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 you're not in the frame. But And the other thing, John, was actually... I mean... It was a good goal that he, he he scored, but as you say, defensively questionable. But Pickford did make quite a good save just before that as well, didn't he? Yeah, he made it. Yeah, he made a couple. And to be fair, Laurie's made a couple from Harry Kane. One of them, went, yeah, it's yeah. He, he really did a good save in the first half. Um, look, I I'm not criticising. I thought it, we we went as far as we were going to go. Um, yeah. I think in Russia four years ago we had an easier draw. Yes. Um, yes. In the quarterfinals, beating yeah. Sweden in the quarterfinals is not playing France, the world champions. No, no. So quite. this this tournament was always going to be more of a challenge for Gareth Southgate. And and my question mark was, and I said it on the podcast the week in the last episode was, could he win the big games? And I don't think he will ever win the big games. And no. that's why I think it's time for him to go. Right. Yeah. Because I, I, I th- can understand where you're coming from in that. Um, I don't think we'll get any better now. No. You know, you know, four years on or whatever, we're not, we're not, we're not going to get any better. I, I, I think um, the level that we've been playing at compared with with earlier times is is very good. I, I think with Southgate, I think it it would it would depend first of all how he feels about it. Obviously, if he feels he's had enough, um, that answers the question. If not, I think it depends on. Um, um, I, I think the FA have got to have a plan. Well, they won't. You they know, don't, they, they want to make a decision. I guarantee, I guarantee they do not have a plan. That's what I mean. So just sta- just staggering away and bringing in some other foreign manager, I'm not sure has got help either. So uh, no. I think if I was Gareth Southgate, I'd like a new challenge. Yes. Yeah, and I think that would do him good. As I said, if he stays, and that might be in his thinking, is he got a better what he's achieved? I don't think so, probably. Because they say, oh, it's 18 months to the Euros, but so much can change in that. And yeah. again, if Maguire and Stones aren't playing football, what are you building your central defenders on? Where are the next true. generation coming through? Who's going to replace Jordan Henderson? These are yeah. the question marks that uh, that need ans- answering because they, they he, as we said in the last episode, they stumbled on this team effectively. And yes. It, and, and, it, and it did well against Wales and then against yeah. Senegal. But yeah. and replacing Henderson, as you say, Kieran Phillips, he hasn't been playing either, has he? No, yeah. they're they're not playing all the, all the time, are they? So no. and uh, and and that's a, a huge question mark. So we will see. I haven't. I, I, one thing I will say is, I don't think the FA will go for Dean Smith. <laughs> Just putting I think it out we're there. safe there. <laughs> we I think they're more likely to go for the Ipswich manager, actually, Joe. <laughs> think we're fine on that one uh, this is the new old norwich the podcast that's more steady on than splendid rush and our christmas special uh, this episode a merry christmas to one and all we thought we'd dig out some famous festive city results dad yeah i've um i've looked back over the results over the festive periods john and actually we have had some miserable times you know <laughs> it, it felt it felt like that to me when you said can you think of some good christmas <laughs> matches and i was like not really Do you know if you look at this century we've had seven seasons in the premier league and we've lost all seven games on boxing day oh that is shocking <laughs> <laughs> the best performance over the festive period in this century 
in the in the top in the top flight. Alex Neal's team in 2015, we lost 3-0 at Spurs on Boxing Day, but then we beat Villa and Southampton at home. Right, OK. That's the best. Um, Paul Lambert's team in 2011 is also respectable. We lost to Spurs at home again, but then drew 1-1 at Fulham and beat Queen's Park Rangers 2-1. Mm-hmm. The worst in that period, John, Chris Hooten. <laughs> I, I, was, I was hoping you might say that. <laughs> Just one point from six over two Christmas games. Yeah. Over two Christmases, six, um, three games at each. Just one point from those six games. One point and from six? Good God. Yeah, six games. Six so. games. One point from, yeah. Oh my so God. it's three games at each Christmas, you wow. see. Wow. And perhaps even worse than that, although less games, Dean Smith. Two defeats, five nil at home and three nil away. I mean, we have said that Smith is probably as bad as Chris Hutton as, yeah, as, as a Premier League manager. I think uh, the, we've, we've come up with a new uh, nickname maybe for both of them. The Turkey. There you go. <laughs> you, look at, you look at those results, blimey. <laughs> they do confirm it. Away from the Premier League in this, this century, um, I think the most absorbing was 2018. You'll remember this. The 3-3 home to Forest on Boxing Day. Yes. Three down after 74 minutes and two extra time goals from Hernandez. <laughs> but then... Um, um, but probably the best ever Christmas present we've ever had. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think on that 2018 as well. I think that was then we, we, we lost to Derby. Yeah. At we, home. Yeah. We, when, the, when the lights went out. Yes, that's right. So, so we, you know, that was uh, that was that that was quite an absorbing, if you like, uh, Christmas. But probably the, I think the best ever Christmas present Norwich City have ever had was Worthington's team in two thousand and three. Okay, four days before Christmas, Leon McKenzie two goals at Portman Road to put us top of the table. <laughs> Boxing Day, we signed Darren Huckabee and beat Forest one nil. Yeah, and we follow that up with a four nil win at Derby two days later. Okay. That, that, I don't that's think we can Christmas. probably. Yeah, I think that's the best ever, and um, uh, the the problem is it has to make up for a lot of others. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting how how bad Christmases can be, and and we all yeah. know we all know we play a lot of matches, and and I always remember because when you said or oh, think of some for games, and I was like, I'm pretty sure we play Spurs in most Premier League uh, Boxing yes. Day matches, and the and fact that, we lost to them. Uh, yeah twice um in 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 that period uh, i think gareth bale scored one of the one of the goals running from one end of the pitch into the other yes um, he did yes uh, yeah. when he was when he was playing for spurs um there was another uh, and, and obviously that ipswich win is, is is famous that's just before christmas though slightly different but uh, <laughs> it was um it certainly wasn't snow on the ground um, no no quite it was i think it was bright sunshine from memory it was um there was a, another big ipswich uh, win when when i was growing up and i said to you about um it was something like I remember Keith Birchkin playing, and yeah. very early eighties. Yeah, nineteen eighty-two, right? Three-two at Portman Road. Two uh, to Norwich. Yeah, to Norwich, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Goals by O'Neill and uh, Mendham. I think Mendham got two. Wow. So was that a Boxing Day game, or was that before? Or that after? was on the twenty-seventh, John. Oh, okay. So a couple of days yeah. after. No, no, yeah. we weren't playing on Christmas Day in uh, 1982, were we? No, no. It's got to come to that in a moment when we finish <laughs> off. But uh... <laughs> we're not that old. Because uh, I just remember seeing it on the television. We were visiting Norfolk for the weekend because we we lived away in those days, and yes. I, I just remember 
not paying that much attention to it. I was six or seven probably, but it was on. It may well have been the day after because it may have been like Anglia where they just showed the match like the day after or in the evening. Right. But I just remember seeing Birchkin in the Adidas kit, the, the stripes, very much <laughs> like the kit that we've got this year as well. And that he was one of my uh, boyhood heroes and actually got his autograph on a scrappy piece of paper um, a few years later and, and treasured that for, for many years. So that's probably my most favourite festive memory. Although you had to look it up and, and look at the score. But that was what I remember. <laughs> yeah, but you, you did remember the Ipswich, which I'd forgotten, actually. Although fixtures against Ipswich at that time, early 80s, late 70s, were a regular occurrence. Yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, just going back um, to 1977 when I went back, under John Bond, we beat Ipswich 1-0 at Carroll Road. I mean, we didn't always beat Ipswich, to be fair. The results were... Um, you know, there were draws and wins and losses. But the next day, uh, and I can remember this, we went to Coventry and lost 5-4. So we beat Ipswich 1-0 at Carroll Road, then lost 5-4 at Coventry, and City missed a last-minute penalty to make it 5-5. Oh, wow. And I I do remember that. It was 1977. And they were playing every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the next. I will, I, I will cover that in a moment. Just, but just before we do that, John, in the, in the, um, when we go back into the last century, that that time of um, Stringer and Walker won't, won't surprise you that there were some strong results there. Yeah. Um, for instance, in Christmas nineteen ninety three, after the European adventure, we went and won three one away at Spurs. Yes. And this is in the top flight, of course. Yep. But well, how about this? About. Dave Stringer's first uh, first Christmas in charge, Boxing Day, 2-1 win at Derby, Fleck and Gordon, 28th of December, 3-0 win Chelsea at home, Fox, Goss and Drinkle. Wow. New Year's Day, 4-1, West Ham at home, Gordon, Drinkle, Bowen and Rosario. Good grief, that would have been a good put. What year was that, 87? That was 87. 87 into 88, wow. Yeah. Wow. So what about that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, if only we uh, with Blackburn, Luton and Reading this weekend, <laughs> this Christmas. <laughs> if only you could see score lines like that. But you mentioned then when you were a lad, when I first became aware uh, and was interested in footy, um, City, like all teams in the early 50s, played on Christmas Day mm. and Boxing Day. Yeah. So at Christmas 1956, we played Colchester away and drew 1-1 on Christmas Day. And the return fixture was on Boxing Day at Carroll Road when we lost 2-1. So just a question. How would you have found out the result on Christmas Day, apart from if you'd have gone? Well, that's an... <laughs> I, I don't think you would have done, probably, until you got a paper, the possibly on Boxing Day, or but, but or word of mouth. Right. Because in those early days of the 1950s, John, if you remember, we used to spend, I used to spend with my family um, Christmases at our grandparents at um, Bullclose Road. Yeah. And I can remember, it's one of my earlier memories, five o'clock, the supporters would be coming either on bikes or uh, walking Out home, of the ground. Out of the ground and going to, you know, they, those who lived in the terraced houses to the north of the city would come past the house. I, I've still got that in my memory. Right. So you only had to go outside and say how they get on. So Chinese whispers. So yes. D- Dean Smith, he'll, after the uh, Blackburn game, when we win 1-0, he'll just pass it on. Can you pass it on? We won 10-0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suddenly the whole county thinks Norwich has won 10-0. <laughs> I think they'd soon find out these days, don't you? <laughs> so, but that 1956, John, that was the last time we played on Christmas Day. Although those games against the same clubs, um, 
did continue. And in 1960, that was our first season back in the second tier. Mm. And I, I remember this as well. This is uh, I was I was 12 at the time. So uh, and these these are my first first I think local derbies. We lost three nil to Ipswich on Boxing Day and four one the following day. Oof. But that was the season they went on under Alf Ramsey to win the um, what was then the top league, the first division championship. Right, right. Wow. So it's. Uh, I, I was going to finish, John. Actually, with an, with an, another story though of my the worst Boxing Day I can ever remember. <laughs> okay, I, I could was... I could uh, vent at one of those, but go on, you go first. <laughs> this was Christmas nineteen seventy two. The first season that we were in the top flight in Division One, yeah, we'd had a great season to date. So, my dad, brother, and me decided to go down to Highbury on Boxing Day. <laughs> now that was in the days when to get down the A11, you had to go through Wyndham, Hattleborough, yeah. Thetford, and Newmarket. Newmarket. Yeah, <laughs> down the A11, we lost two nil. <laughs> And we had this long journey back in the dark of Boxing Night when everybody else seemed to be at home celebrating. <laughs> the only one I can remember who was happy was my dad who had a hip flask and was sitting in the back. <laughs> Which is not, not, not a bad one. I mean, I, I can remember inflicting my, um, my, my wife uh, going to Boxing Day matches. Um, and I think it was against Southend. It was yes. nil-nil. Yes. On Boxing Day 2006. Six, yeah. It was really, really, really that in, cold. Under, that was under Peter Grant, that was, uh, John. Yeah, so a very little manager that we don't really talk about, Peter Grant. He wasn't very here very long, was he, for about nine or ten months. But, um, yeah, so it was just, it was so, so cold, and she still talks about it now, but she literally went home and just sat in front of the fire. And I, and I believe someone had to rub her feet it wasn't. It wasn't me, but someone had to rub her feet to uh, get the cold out of her out of her feet. So I remember. I remember that that match in particular on Boxing Day, and then uh, a Paul Lambert one against the the, the the mighty Millwall. I think might have been a. That was in League One. That was the season in League One. Wow. Okay. Two thousand and nine. But we won that one. Two nil. Yeah. Yeah. So, Beat um, Millwall too. It was still cold though, and and, and yes, I, I do remember those those Boxing Day matches. They mostly are actually. Yeah, they? no. And if, if you're going at the moment, it, it's absolutely yeah, it's going to be even colder. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, <laughs> if you have a Christmas festive favourite city win, uh, do get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter. It's John Cushing, Peter Cushing. You'll find us. Tell us what that what that was. We did get a message um, about um, the the football one we did last week when we talked about uh, England players didn't we yes um and we talked about who had played for England if you haven't listened to the last episode who played for England who got called up who won a couple of caps uh we we stretched the boundary slightly from a from a Norwich City point of view but you can go back and have a listen to that but thank you to John for getting in touch he said a few Norwich players who didn't play for England but should have which I think is 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 a good point that is Um, absolutely yeah Bruce Crook Fox Gordon Townsend of course Townsend he said should have been picked for England but he decided to play for Ireland uh, instead and he said Sherwood gets a cap but no crook which he was not happy about um, and uh, and then the uh, the greatest uh, theory uh, some of it coincided with Bobby Robson as England manager 
open brackets, <laughs> Ipswich Town, close brackets, lol. So I, I'm not sure Bobby looked at Norwich and thought, I'm not going to pick you. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> but it, it, it's a theory, John. So thank you. And, um, and, and good to hear from you on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, John Cushing, Peter Cushing, and tell us who your, your favourite festive city results uh, and memories of uh, famous festive times. That would be great. Um, so to finish off with dad pre- yeah. predictions then so I said the games we're looking ahead to Blackburn Luton away and then back at home for Reading all before the end of the year I don't I don't think we'll get much more than one win okay I think four points four points out of nine yeah maybe? something like that yeah maybe which, which again yeah. is is, yeah. is not setting the world alight no no quite four points from three games is not um, playoff form no so. Especially when two are at home, exactly. But we we will work, we will wait and see. I'm hoping by going that way this time. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, return, return to pessimistic. And, Absolutely, uh... I think. Why, why change the habit of a lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, we will be back in the new year. Uh, so uh, have a very merry Christmas. Thank you so much uh, for listening uh, and hearing us prattle on about City on a regular basis. And we'd love to hear from you if you want to get in touch, as mentioned earlier. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. Sports Social Podcast Network.